When two programs in the midst of a magical season meet in a bowl game to end their year, only one can finish that year with that explanation point on that season. And that is the case in the Peach Bowl this year between Pitt and Michigan State. I'm your host, Mike Oste here, as we're going to preview this Peach Bowl here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Sports Now with Detroit sports personality Justin Rose, who many may be familiar with even from his days covering the scene in Pittsburgh and, of course, covering in Detroit. So he has the relationship all over the spectrum here for this for this uh, broadcast. I love the Emmy there in the background, Justin. It's been a while. So uh, happy to have you on here. How have you been, man? I've been good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. And it's so funny when the bowl pairings came out. Yeah. You know, my friends started texting me. Oh, it's the it's the Rose Bowl. J-Rose Bowl. <laughs> Right. Because it yeah. was a, you know, Pitt, I'm very close with, you know, EJ Borghetti and all the right. people over there back was uh, covering Paul Christ's days back at, yeah. uh, down there at uh, <laughs> yeah. the South Side. Right. And then uh, I'm a Michigan State grad as well. And then having an opportunity to work in Detroit for seven years covering both Michigan and Michigan State. So when it came out, yeah. these two programs, I was pumped. Yeah, so we can call this the, the J Rose Bowl as well, the, the Peach Bowl, a.k.a. J Rose Bowl, and maybe Michigan State would have maybe preferred to have been in the Rose Bowl, but they can settle for the J Rose Bowl here against Pitt in the Peach Bowl. Two teams that kind of were in a collision course. One sit was finalized, and neither were going to be in the playoff. This bowl game seemed to make tons of sense. I know the, the Peach Bowl commissioner was spending a lot of time in Pittsburgh with Pitt having that early loss that basically eliminated them from the playoff earlier in the year with their success later on down the season in Michigan State. Also, it could be the, the Narduzzi Bowl is another connection from this game. So I'm not sure if you trump him in, in uh, who gets their no, name I, no, on no, this I don't. one. Definitely don't. I don't. But uh, yeah, the Pat Narduzzi stamp also is on this game between Pitt and Michigan State here. Justin Rose, Detroit sports personality, joining me to preview this Peach Bowl. And Justin, to get us started here, these two teams are in the midst of special years and are in this major bowl game, but they got here in two different ways. Michigan State for a while was in the driver's seat for a playoff opportunity. They really thought they could get there. You have the big brother, little brother rivalry with Michigan. You mentioned you also covered Michigan and able to kind of get that W despite the special year for the Wolverines as they are a playoff team. So you have the weirdness of winning the game, but they have the better year. And I've seen that be an argument all over Twitter. And you have kind of a Michigan State program that this is a great season for them for sure. And they're locking up a coach. They feel like they're only building to be better from now on. But there's probably some fans out there sitting there saying it could have even have been better, that maybe it could have even been more than this. What is the perspective entering this Peach Bowl. What type of year was this for Michigan State from a fan perspective and even somebody who covered this program during some dog days entering this Peach Bowl? What would you say is the overall theme of this year and the the fan perception of this season? Is it all roses or it's house is, money? Is there like, a thorn? Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me help you here because it's house money. Okay. Nobody expected this. The odds okay. makers in Vegas didn't have Michigan State winning more than four games this year. The over-under was three and a half entering the season. Yeah, after last Nobody year. Nobody predicted Michigan State to yeah. do really anything at all. Mel Tucker was in his second year. Remember, this guy got hired in February of 2019. Right. Or 2020, excuse me. So he kind of <laughs> got right into the mix of uh, yeah. shutting down for COVID and all of those different things. So his first recruiting class was done strictly how you and I are communicating right now. <laughs> right, right. To consider what he's done and, and yeah. going into the transfer portal in its first year in inception in college football and bringing in a Heisman 
who should have been a Heisman finalist in Kenneth okay. Walker the third, you know, and then all the other the holes that he was able to patch with that transfer portal and getting these guys to buy in. He talked about culture relentlessly. Relentlessly. <laughs> it was almost like he was a broken record. And you guys have heard coaches talk like yeah. that. Mike Tomlin is the king saying the same thing over and over again. Yes. Still it the works. same phrases, by the way, from when you were in those press conferences. The rubber meets the road, Mike. When the yeah, the standard the remains the standard. Yes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It, but but it works, right? Like right. you don't you don't look at Mike Tomlin or or guys that have had long careers in coaching saying the same things who have been successful and say, well, I'm tired of it. Well, no, you're not tired of it because you like the winning. Yeah. So really when Michigan state fans look back at this season, 10 and two beat Michigan. Yes. You had a disappointing loss on the road at Purdue and then a disappointing, really disappointing loss at Ohio state where you got, you know, just Molly locked 49. <laughs> half. Right. Um, you knew where you were though. And that's where it was fun because like the first couple games, you start seeing them win. they beat Miami and down in Miami and you're like, Oh, this is, you know, this is good. Then they enter big 10 play and they just keep winning and they just keep winning. They yeah. Just keep winning. And you get to the point where you go, the secondary is no good. The defense isn't the standard that we're, you know, like Narduzzi is implementing what his system was. So right now they were what sixth in the country and stopping the run Pittsburgh was that's what we were accustomed to at Michigan State. So what you pit fans can identify where Michigan State fans were right. now. Because you guys, we had the standard of this defense being so good and being what you lean your, you know, hang your hat on. Yeah. And yeah. that's what Michigan State, you knew it wasn't going to go, you know, and then they beat Michigan and you're like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. This is crazy. But the wheels started coming off. I mean, that was kind of the, the bloom came off the rose when they went to Purdue and they couldn't stop a wet nose. Uh, and then Ohio State was just Ohio State on, on senior day at the shoe, and you're not going to get a lot of luck unless you play a little better. So 10-2, and two, they're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game for the second time in, uh, since 2000, and I think six, seven, or, uh, 2015 was the last um, New Year's Six game they were in. But this is a team that's won eight, ten win seasons since 2000, and they're a team that should be feared, and they're a team that's going to come to play in an offense that can put a point. So I think this is going to be – potentially a score fest. Yeah, this could be an entertaining game for sure. There are some who think that maybe this is one of the most entertaining games of any uh, in, in throughout bowl season here. Justin Rose, Detroit for sports personality, joining me here as we're talking Peach Bowl, Pitt and Michigan State. They got here different ways. They're both in the midst of special season than you did mention the history of Michigan State. It's been, certainly been rarer for Pitt to be in a game like this. This is the best season Pitt's had in 40 plus years you can even go you can go back to the 2004 fiesta bowl but that was as you know that was where you just get in automatically if you win the big east this is a different year for Pitt. and you mentioned walker leading the way for michigan state and feeling like maybe he got snubbed as not being a heisman finalist not playing in this game though which is a normal thing that occurs in, in this day and age when it's not the playoff and who knows if we're going to have that situation someday. Someone will <laughs> opt out of a playoff game because they have that, that money in front of them. So you got to respect it. On the pit perspective, though, Kenny Pickett, who was a Heisman finalist, finishing third in that voting, also opting out. There's a little different scenario, though, is after winning the ACC, he came out there and said, and even when I was hearing it, I was thinking, I don't know if he should be saying this. Oh, I'm going to play. I'm, I'm, I'm down. And then the offensive coordinator, there were rumors for a year that that relationship was souring between him and Narduzzi. He ends up leaving a day after recruiting a kid, goes to Nebraska, Pickett clearly upset about it. 
not saying that's the reason he has his NFL future in front of him, but he's not playing in this bowl game either. So between the two of them, obviously big hits for both both teams. And you did mention Michigan State's defense not being what maybe Narduzzi's defense was, not being what maybe some stereotypically may think of a Michigan State defense if they haven't followed this team. And Pitt's had their defensive issues this year. Their two losses are purely the defense letting down the offense. But out of those two, what would you say is the bigger loss for their respective team in this game? I got to absolutely know the answer is Kenny Pickett, right? <laughs> that, that is the answer. I was going to see if you were going to go the other way. No, no, no. Kenny Pickett, I mean, this is the Heisman Trophy finalist, and it was well-deserved. It was one of those guys. As a former Heisman Trophy voter myself, I just okay. my voter, gave up my vote last year. So this is the first year I didn't vote in it. I would have absolutely put Kenny Pickett in the top three. Probably in the top two would have been probably Kenneth Walker yeah. and Kenny Pickett if I were voting in it. Um, is that a Michigan but, bias there for you? Or <laughs> no, because if you no, look no. at the numbers, if you look at the numbers, I think that, that yeah. the Heisman is supposed to go to the guy who puts his team on his back the most. Right. And Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker the third were the two guys that did that unequivocally across the okay. country this year. Michigan okay. State wouldn't have had the success they had without Kenneth Walker. Sure. Pitt certainly wouldn't have had the success that they had without Pickett. <laughs> and yeah. I think he's the bigger loss because running backs – you know, they only touch the ball when you run the football, right? And you have other guys that can pick okay. up carries and you have different things you can do to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. But the guy who's always touching the ball every play is your quarterback. And that's what you're going to miss. And I think that Michigan State would have been a great opportunity for Pickett to really shine on a big stage because he could have picked them apart. Yeah. But I'm never going to harp on a guy for taking the money. Like right. as my good friend Colin Dunlap says, go get your money. Yeah. Go get your money. Because yeah. I really like that he's recognizing that if I win this game, yes, it's a feather in my cap. It's a, it's, it's a great way to go out. But you're ACC champ, man. What, do you, what else does he have to prove? He doesn't have to prove anything to anybody right. else. He can make all the throws. The numbers are what they are. Yeah. Go get drafted in the first or second round. Be the first quarterback off the board in a lot of people's ideas. And root your teammates on. I would love to see him on a headset down on the sideline. If I could have it my way, I'd like to see. Oh, there's there's some brought up the thoughts the of grandeur of just make him the offensive coordinator because there isn't one. That'd be great. <laughs> Why not, right? Like uh, the varsity blues style. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And then you have Patty maybe carrying him off. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to criticize anybody who wants to go take the money as well. And Pat Narduzzi even said that if Kenny Pickett would get hurt in the Peach Bowl, he wouldn't be able to live with himself for the rest of his life. I mean, Kenny Pickett's in a situation where – he got himself a bag by coming back because he was able to come back based on everything that's gone on the last two years. And if we were talking a year ago, I don't think anybody would have thought first, second, they would be laughing at us. This year comes out, sets all the records, gets the ACC crown. I will say, though, there are some pit players. And part of why I did ask this question, why it's a little bit legitimate, even though the answer is picket. There's a lot of pit players right now. And there are a lot of people, I guess, mostly pit fans that, are one of two ways. They're either down on Patty, who's going to start this game, Pickett's backup. I don't know if he'll be the future, but he's going to start this game. And then there are others who are really high on Patty. I mean, and I quote, and I won't say the player's name, they'll be fine. Patty's a dog from a current Pitt player. Is there any possibility that without Pickett, even though obviously Heisman finalist deserving, very valuable MVP, if that was what the award is for the Heisman, even though Bryce Young when you do what he did at Alabama and you do in the SEC title game against that defense, similar numbers, he's going to get it. But I see where your vote maybe would have went if you still had a vote. But 
Is there any thought, though, because it's a Michigan State defense that's vulnerable against the pass, that Patty, with a solid offensive system and clearly players that do believe in him, he could also pick it apart. So Pitt could still end up with a similar output even without Pickett? It's possible. I'm not going to sit here and say there's no way that it's not possible, but the likelihood of it is not. And that's for two reasons. One is you have one defense that's played 12 games this season and had success, right? They've won 10 of their games, whether they were the, you know, shut teams down completely, held any shutouts or allowed however many yards. They've got 10 games of winning experience and two losses of painful losing experience. How much experience does homeboy have? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this much experience. Right. So while I and Michigan State has made marginal quarterbacks look marginal this year, they they have allowed like the guy from Purdue. He had a big day against them, but they they shut down a lot of the other quarterbacks that would have could have beaten them. And, and even if you look at Michigan, who's in the college football playoff, they made him have his best game ever. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a there is a chance for him to come out and. and certainly throw it around it'll be interesting to see how much they improve in the the 15 practices that lead up to the game and whatnot but I don't know it's possible but I always think that quarterback is one of the hardest they're going to have to shorten the playbook they're going to have to close things down they're not going to have the ball's not coming out the same the spin is different receivers might have some drops disconnect between receivers on routes and, and, and it's just it's too hard in 15 days to get a guy completely where you don't miss a step and so I think Pitt's going to miss a step. And that's a critical third down in the game, maybe early in the game, a third and three or third and four, and the ball just sails on him a little bit. Yeah. An open guy, right? That That's a critical type of play that Pickett makes 10 out of 10 times. This guy's going to make maybe six out of 10 times. So I'm talking about the little sure. things that will get you beat in a 60-minute in a football game. And I think that, unfortunately, a new quarterback is going to make two or three or five of those types of minuscule mistakes that add up to, to the reason you lose them. Yeah, Pitt fans are going to certainly likely be reminded very quickly on what they are missing, what they are losing in Kenny Pick. And you did ma- mention the chemistry and continuity with wide receivers and even an offensive system, even though Whipple's no longer there. That's certainly no coincidence on why Pickett's best season where the records were set and he became a Heisman finalist. And no one predicted this years ago, but it ends up being in his super senior super year because you have so much chemistry he was he finally got some continuity with an offensive coordinator that had been there a couple years after dealing with so much disarray once that chemistry was able to be built and that continuity was there you you got to see a first round quarterback but i've seen some people out there and i don't think they're joking based on these projections they have him first overall so we'll see what a yeah i don't know about that I would say maybe top 15 is, is possible for him. I don't know about first overall, but but I will say that he's made himself a bag. So he's going to go ahead and collect that yeah. bag uh, and leave this Peach Bowl behind. Obviously a big win for both programs if they would claim this Peach Bowl victory. So before we get to the keys of the game and a quick prediction here, what would this Peach Bowl mean for Michigan State? I mean, our fans, we, we know what it'll mean for Pitt. It's been a long time. They were in these type of games before, more recently than 40 years ago, but they weren't in there off of great years like this. They didn't win when they were there. They got mollywopped, as you mentioned, against Clemson in the ACC title game a few years ago. They had the the weird, uh, the beginning of Urban Meyer's career there uh, way, way back. And then, you know, some time there prior. But Michigan State, what would this mean for Michigan State to win this Peach Bowl, win this major bowl game, a great year, building something, locking up a coach with so much chaos going around the country in terms of head coaches? And 
automatically getting this special year very early in his tenure. So obviously that's also going to create some expectations that they don't want to drop off the map too quick either. Yeah, no, I think it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of two-sided. It's, it's a little bit of validation. It would mean validation that the season was a successful season that they won 11 games for just the what, third or fourth time in program history. Yeah. Um, so that would be certainly validating to Mel Tucker and what he's doing it would validate the 10 year, $95 million contract that they just signed for him uh, as well, which is, was unheard of until of course, yeah. everybody else started getting it. So right. Right. An idea what they were doing when they did it. Yeah. They're lucky um, they didn't have to pay more. Time, if he follows us up with another one of these years, they might've had to pay more or could still have. To. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but the other side of it is, I think this is maybe just the cherry on top. Like okay. I said, I think Michigan state fans already have looked at this season as a success, whether you win this game or not. Okay. It doesn't mean anything, right? It's, it's, it's a fun bowl game. You're going right. to see a lot of guys that, you know, are, are either probably making the decision whether you're sticking around with the program or if you're going into the transfer portal or not, you're going to see a new running back, you know, Peyton Thorne, the quarterback for Michigan state had an unbelievable year. I'd like to see him take a step forward. His wide receivers might be going to the NFL as well. And Jalen Naylor and Jaden Reed. So it's, it's just going to be one of those like cherry on top type of games, but if they win it, you, you feel more validated, but if they lose it, you don't go, what a terrible ending to a terrible. I mean, if they go out and get spanked like they did against Ohio state, that would be a little bit you know, right. unfortunate uh, for state fans, but I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a, an interesting game, but from Michigan state's perspective, I think if they go out and they take care of business and do the things that they've you know done all season, they, they have to feel good about their chances. Yeah, and even if Patty lights it up for Pitt with pick and not there, I mean, Michigan State fans can say, well, Walker wasn't in there for us. And, yeah, I, I don't think either one of these teams losing this game would ruin the specialness of this year because I also don't think, and maybe there's an argument that Pitt had higher expectations entering this season than Michigan State because of how down the MSU year was a year ago. But I don't think either program, either fan base, anyone covering these teams thought these seasons were going to happen, even if you look at some games and say it could have been more. Well, what it was wasn't supposed to happen in the first place. So Justin right. Rose here, Detroit sports personality, as we're previewing the Peach Bowl. What's your what's your major key to this game? You know, obviously there, there's some major players not playing in this game. There's some familiarity there between Narduzzi, I guess, as a coach, even though it's not the same staff. You have similar programs, similar type of season here. What would you say is that key to the game for Michigan State if they would win? And then if somehow the wheels fall off and Michigan State doesn't win, what do you think maybe happened? Well, I mean, the key matchup is going to be how the quarterback does against Michigan State secondary. I mean, if he comes out and he lights them up and he yeah. throws for 250-plus yards and three scores – Yes, Michigan State can keep pace with that. They've shown that they can play against good defenses and move the ball well. They did it all season long. Sands for one game um, where they just couldn't move it at all. So <laughs> they definitely have uh, the ability to, to play in a shootout. But if they, like I said earlier, I think that key is going to be how well Pitt's quarterback plays against them. Does he is he able to take? them out of the game and, and make them frustrated because the defense has been frustrated. The front seven has been terribly frustrated with the backside, not being able to hold up their end of the bargain. So I can see another scenario where they're starting to little, be a little bit of infighting. Here we go again. Can't stop the pass. You know, that's what we saw down the stretch late into the season, even against Penn state, when they beat Penn state, there were some arguments on the sideline because the front seven was like, guys, cover someone, anyone <laughs> stop doing whatever it is you're not doing. Yeah. And it was kind of funny in hindsight to look back and be like, you know what? I could be a little frustrated after 12 games too. So that's the biggest key 
Um, can Pitt replace their Heisman candidate trophy quarterback and have a sufficient day? He doesn't have to be an all-star. He doesn't have to be a world beater. Right. And they run the ball effectively, set up the play action the way that they like to, and connect on a lot of those passes, like I said. That'll be the thing I'll be eagerly watching because you'll know right away. If, if that kid's hitting every one of those little short checkdowns and he's making the right plays and making the right reads, it's going to be a long day for Michigan State secondary. Um, so that's one thing. On the other side, Michigan State has to try to fill the void because Pitt's going to now already has a great rush defense. But now they're already going to be able to stack the box one less guy because they don't have Kenneth Walker. And they know that it, that the other running backs just don't have that same juice. I mean, most of yeah. Walker's yards came from after contact. So the <laughs> yeah. other guys don't have that same ability and that same switch. So um, I'll be looking to see how they how they make sure that the running game gets going for Michigan State because that sets up everything else they like to do. They're not a real spread team. They like to play play action and run the football. So we'll see who kind of dominates the line of scrimmage on both sides um, and run the offense the way they want to. Well, also it would be interesting if Pitt really hammers home the run game even more than normal because it took them until basically halfway through the year before they even established a running game, which – is amazing that Pickett was able to do this with it being so obvious what Pitt was going to do for a while. Once they established a running game, you saw him even pick up. It became easier for Pitt offensively, and it's kind of a collective unit. They're all young enough, so they will be there, and we'll see if Pitt maybe goes to them even more with Pickett no longer under center and certainly not for this Pete Bowl here, Justin Rhodes, Detroit sports personality. We're talking Peach Bowl. We're talking Pitt, Michigan State here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Sports Now. I probably know where you're going to go, but I'm going to ask you anyway, or maybe – you're going to surprise me and you want to be right over where maybe your heart would, would align. What's your, I, I I've said that to people too. I, I picked against them. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I, I like being right too much. <laughs> uh, what's your pick for this game? How do you, how do you see this chicken out here? Pitt Michigan state peach bowl. You know, it's tough. I hadn't really thought about this and I probably should have knowing that I was going to be doing this. <laughs> um, but now that I'm on the spot, think it's a coin flip. I, I really okay. do. I mean, if I had to shade it one way, I would go with what's comfortable and what I know. And what I know is that Michigan State can put up points. What I don't think they can do is stop the pass. But now we have two different sides where your quarterback isn't playing and our running back isn't playing. Right. So it's like, wait a second, what's the bigger loss? The biggest loss to me is still the quarterback. So right now I'm going to go 51-49%. Wow. Michigan State. <laughs> I mean, it's razor thin. Wow. Wow. You can't replace a quarterback who took every single first team rep all season long. You just can't. But yeah. at the same time, how, how different does Michigan state's offense look without a guy that can break one every single play? That's going to be huge. It's going to be very interesting, but I got to give the edge to Michigan state because you're asking 21 other guys and then the fill in running backs to pick up the slack <laughs> instead of saying, Hey, new Jack, Time to come with the first team. It's a little right. bit of a different thing because other people can elevate. Right. But that same thing can happen for Pitt, too. That's why it's so close. But I, th I hope it's a 33-31 game, really. And somebody scores on the last drive to win it. That would be the way I would love to see this game. Yeah, 51-49. You're, you're, you're calling one of those no-bathroom games. You're going to be missing something yeah. there. That, that's buckling your yeah. seatbelt, hold it in for three hours or so. That could be maybe the best bowl game of bowl season this year. And, again, no criticism for either one of us, but it does make you wonder, boy, Kenny Pickett versus a Kenneth Walker-led Michigan State team, you might have got the 51-49. That might have been a memorable yeah. game for these programs. Remember, 20, 30 years from now, talk to our grandkids. Not going to happen, but still could certainly be a quality bowl game, to say the very, very least. So, I, 
I don't know. I'll give, I'll give you a pick here. I actually think, I think Pitt's going to win this. And I think Patty Pitt's backup will be able to do enough against Michigan state's defense. It won't be like Pickett, but I think we'll be able to do enough because of Michigan state's issue there as a pass defense. I wouldn't be shocked if Michigan State won this game. Certainly, opinion. I wouldn't was be shocked if Pitt won the game either. And yeah. we're out, I think we're in lockstep with that like type yeah. of thought process. And, and 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 fans should really approach this game as just that. You already are ACC champs, guys. Good for you. I mean, congratulations. Right. That is a very good thing. And obviously, to dethrone Clemson in a year that they bounced back after that. So good. I mean, Pitt yeah. should be. There's nothing that should happen in this bowl game that makes Pitt fans feel bad or feel like, right. Right. Yeah, like oh no, it maybe got a little lucky in avoiding Clemson, but almost very close, razor thin to being a rematch in that ACC title game. And if I was going to bet, there's no way Dabo Sweeney and Clemson losing twice to the same team in two months. They were getting better, so that would have been that would have been rough. But Pitt does win the conference nonetheless. There may be a more special year because they have the conference title of Michigan State. Granted, I will certainly agree that the Big Ten was a tougher conference this year, so certainly a great year nonetheless for Michigan State. Justin, I appreciate the time. You can call it the Jay Rose Bowl if you'd like. It is officially called the Peach Bowl. And maybe one of those years, uh, Michigan State will be in the actual Rose Bowl. And then you can really hammer that home and, and allow your last name to be a part of that one. So I appreciate the time. Glad catching up with you. And we have a great game in store, really, no matter what, no matter how you, you slice it out. Completely agree, Mike. Thanks for having me. And Pittsburgh, I miss you guys. I do. I'm going to speak for Pittsburgh and say Pittsburgh misses you as well. <laughs> I I, 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 will, I will I will ask Mike Tomlin if he misses you next time I talk to him. Oh, yo, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will, we'll see. Nonetheless, man, uh, have a good night. Hey, see ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.